Bush and Richie cool. here with your Hometime Show podcast. Uh, just before we get into the show, and it's a, a busy old humdinger of a show this evening, uh, we just want to put a call out there again. If you are someone that has music, plays music, maybe you do keyboard, guitar, anything in the home, a lot of people getting into uh, learning instruments during the lockdown, we'd love for you to do a little ditty for us at the end of the podcast, the song that kind of wraps things up. Rick wraps things up. So, uh, yeah, if you're one of those kind of people, get in touch now. Um, particularly if speaking of wrapping things up if you want to wrap the song I'd love to end the podcast each day with some rap uh, but it doesn't have to be rap uh, email us hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk Absolute Radio If you insist on listening to them in your own time then we can't really stop you Okay, let's get on with it then the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Nine to five, nothing repeated while you listen at work. This is Hometime, it's Bush and Richie on Absolute Radio. Uh, so we're all kind of cooped up at the moment, trapped in the house, probably getting on each other's nerves a little bit. I just wanted to ask the question whether anyone else has had a moment of brutal honesty with people that you live with. I think it's going to be more frequent now as this lockdown three goes on. I had a proper moment of brutal honesty this morning. My other half, Katie, told me in no uncertain terms that I was the world's worst dishwasher stacker <laughs> worst dishwasher stacker in the entire world according to katie completely out of the blue i thought i'd been doing an all right job here's the thing though right i kind of admit it i, I put my hands up I, I am quite bad at it i i know when i'm stacking it it's inefficient and there's probably you could probably get another few, you know few plates and uh, a bit more cutlery in there but i just don't care and it's kind of a bit of a relief actually that it's out there I probably won't be asked to do it again now because it's out there in the papers that I'm the world's worst dishwasher stacker. So, I don't know. I feel quite relieved today. It's a weight off my shoulders. If you are the world's worst at something, tell, or maybe you've been told by somebody else in your life, or maybe you just know it, get it out in the open this first hour of home time tonight. Richie, is there anything you are the world's worst at, would you say? I get told very often, and, it, and, it, and it's certainly not taken a global pandemic for me to be told this, that I am the world's worst at looking for things. <laughs> I love that. Is it, what's the phrase? You haven't looked further than your nose, I remember my mum saying to me when I was a kid. <laughs> the number of times I'd be like, I can't find X. I can't, I can't find Y. Have you looked for it? Yeah, I have. Is it worth me having a look for it? Well, go on, then you can, but I, you won't find it because I've looked there. Five minutes later, I found it. Where was it? It was there. <laughs> That's good, though, but isn't it a relief that everyone now knows this and you're, you probably won't be asked to go and look for anything again because, you know, it's quite clear that they aren't the skills that you possess? It is indeed liberating. You're quite right. Some great stuff coming in. Kelly says she's being told she's the world's worst at grating cheese. Apparently, I do it wrong because the block ends up a funny shape and falls apart. And hi to Duncan, who says um, he's the world's worst, apparently, at putting clothes on the era. The wife has to come down and has redone it in the past. I don't even get involved now, he adds. Uh, Amanda says, I'm not good at switching off lights, apparently. No idea what the problem is with this. I do a lot of stuff that involves light being needed. Thank you very much. I bet the other person comes into the house and says it's like Blackpool Illuminations in here. I've used that <laughs> phrase a few times already during lockdown three. Uh, we've got Martin on the line. Martin, what are you the world's worst at? Well, because of lockdown and um, everybody like not going out anywhere and working from home, um, obviously I get up in the morning now at a similar time to the wife um, and I try and make the beds. But um, despite all my good intentions, um, I never get it right and you never puff up the pillows and you never pull the sheets right. So 
I get told every morning, just don't bother, just let me do it and you go to work. So that's um, one of my, what I'm worst at. Well, so when, you, when you've done the bed, you've made the bed and you stand back and look at it, do you think you've kind of done an all right job, Martin, and you think it's slightly unfair? No, I, I, I think it looks fantastic and I, I'd be happy to get back in it again. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, 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 look at, um, I look at most things like that, like your dishwashing uh, filling up, that you think you've done a good job, but it's never good enough. But I, I don't think you're going to be the only person who's like this on on bed making. I, I I don't know about you, Bush, but I think these there's a there's a problem at the moment in the UK with with cushions and pillows. There's far too many on beds, and I, I try and make it look tidy, but like it's 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 as Martin says, it's never right. No, you you do your best, uh, and and sometimes and. And I'm the same with the dishwasher, so I'm, I'm with both of you on that one. Great, um, that's awesome. Good to speak to you, Martin. Take care, yeah, fella. Yeah, Good show, lads. Got Tony on the line. Tony, who is the world's worst at someone in your life? Um, it's my husband, and um, yeah. he's he's terrible at packing shopping. <laughs> He'll use like ten bags, whereas I'll use three. <laughs> okay, so do you give him direction when he's doing it to to offer pointers as we can do it better? Well, he doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> He <laughs> <laughs> refuses to do it now. <laughs> I always have to go shopping, uh, make sure I go shopping with him, and um, I do all the packing. <laughs> so, all right, uh, let, let's let's put some numbers on it. Let's see how bad he is. Uh, so, if you were using, if it's the same load of food, how many yeah. bags is he using? How many bags are you using? Well, whatever it is, he'll, he'll um, Adam will use like ten bags let's say 10 bags of shopping he'll, he'll use 10 bags whereas i'll only use like four um but okay, i also he also he also does it where um he doesn't put stuff in the bags where they need to be in the house so if i've got cleaning products he won't put them into a bag where i can put it in the cupboard <laughs> do you know what? my other half katie does this she 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 bags things up in the supermarket uh, specifically all of the same functions so cleaning products in one bag freezer things in the other bag whereas i'll just chuck it anywhere so you think the key to success in this field if you want to share the the skills with other people listening right now is to bag stuff up so it's the same area of the kitchen Yes. One thing we can take away from the show tonight is it's a miracle that any of the UK's relationships actually function. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> especially when it, especially when he gets knacked from me because I get knacked with him. <laughs> Uh, maybe like me, you're getting through this lockdown uh, with the simple things in life. Let me explain. Uh, went to the supermarket today. Uh, we were running low on coffee, so I bought, uh, bought a new bag of uh, coffee beans, got home, and I started getting quite excited as I was walking back home thinking, I love opening coffee beans. I absolutely love it. I think it's, I know it makes me sound simply simple, but like opening a bag of coffee beans for me is a real simple pleasure. I think it's one of the best things to open because they're so like packed, so tight to keep them fresh. That smell, those chocolatey, caffeine notes just jump straight out the bag, up your nostrils, and it's just like, oh, this is amazing. And I thought it would be good to try and find out what other people's favourite, I better word this carefully, other people's favourite openings are. Maybe not that. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean. Things that you love getting brand new and you love that sensation of opening them up and you're like, this is amazing. If you're texting already down that original route, just leave it. Do yourself a favour. Do us a favour and don't <laughs> send it stop. in. Just right? 
<laughs> fed up of being a bouncer for you lot, okay? Uh, I know what you mean, because as you all know, I'm a massive board game fan stroke geek. And one of the best bits about buying a board game is getting the cellophane off one of the boxes by taking either my car keys or uh, a knife and just having a little nick down the side of it and then sliding the cellophane off. And then even better than that, opening up, say, a rule book for a board game and smelling that lovely brand new glossy book smell, which is a beautiful thing as well. I was about to say, without living in the board game world like you do, I would imagine opening a brand new one that's fresh out the box. You've got the smell of the new cards, the new board, all the new... It, oh, it's, it's all about smells. It is, and there's a whole YouTube channels uh, dedicated to like unboxing videos, uh, and that's not just board games, but people taking mobile phones out of cases and taking the cellophane off them. There's something about getting something out of its packaging that people love. Uh, One Love AFC says a similar thing on Twitter. Uh, he's gone for taking and cracking the seal on an Xbox One game and ripping the polythene off. Yes, yes, very satisfying. I think it's a bit. There's a bit of static with the um, with the polythene that sticks to a brand new game with that kind of thing. That is that is always good. Uh, Chloe says Lego. There's something magic about those bags of bricks when they're brand new. Uh, Dave says installing a new TV for a customer and then taking off the sticky tape around the frame or screen. That's a good one as well. Yes, any sticky tape off a piece of tech is a good one to go for. Lorne, what is it for you? Oh, look, we're at the end of a wonderful, busy day. Um, nothing more refreshing than opening a really nice Kunawara Cabernet Sauvignon. Just, uh, <laughs> the, just the nicest wine, seriously. <laughs> All right, Keith Floyd, uh, and what's the best bit of it? Is it the um, is it the smell of opening it, or is it that bit where he goes when you pour it into oh, a wine glass? You know, it's a bit of a combination of uh, the smell, the pouring, and of course, tasting and uh, and, and completely finishing the bottle. Obviously. So. <laughs> How often are you opening them, Lorne? Ah, uh, well, you know that would be saying, boys, but uh, you know, lockdown's <laughs> put a bit of a strain on my wine cabinet. Let's say that it's it's for medicinal reasons, I'm sure. Have you got Have you got a good wine cabinet at the moment? How many have you got in there in terms of for you uh, to choose? I've got about two hundred and forty at the moment. You're kidding! What? <laughs> yeah, you're very welcome to pop around if you like. <laughs> <laughs> what? Let's do it. A lock <laughs> lock in round at lawns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be the first one. But uh, I feel I feel bad. I got all excited about a Tesco meal deal for ten quid this lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> That's dreadful, mate. <laughs> hey, well, listen. Anyone listening to this right now, Lorne, You obviously know your wine. A lot of people enjoy a tipple in the evenings to de-stress during these times. Anything you can recommend for them whilst they're listening to Home Time tonight? Uh, that depends if you like your white or your reds. Um, I think if you're enjoying your white wine. Um, Good value for money is probably head down to Argentina or Chile. Um, uh-huh. and, and if you really like good punchy heavy reds, then, you know, you can't go past a South Australian Shiraz or a Cabernet Sauvignon. Well, in one phone call, this hometime show just went highbrow. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the moment we've been waiting for, Lorne. Thanks so much. <laughs> no worries, fellas. Take it easy. Thank you for that. Right, we've got Dan on the line. Dan, what is it for you? Um, well, I used to work in a uh, corner shop and... Um, we used to open the packs of tobacco to put on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And when you unsealed the cellophane, there was like a really strong but delicious smell of tobacco that came out. I see. And it's weird, obviously, because it's horribly bad for you as well. So there's yeah, this weird yeah, kind of thing yeah. where you, you it smells all right, but obviously down the line, it's kind of bad news as well. So it's, oh, kind of, yeah. it's a conflicted thing, isn't it? Absolutely. I it's, uh, don't condone smoking at all. <laughs> and the weird thing is, like... 
when it's smoked, I, I think probably even smokers would say it ain't a great smell. But when it's coming fresh out of his packaging, you are telling us it's an amazing smell. It is, yes, absolutely. It smells almost good enough to eat. <laughs> Dealing with all the big issues, such as what is the best thing to open up brand new? Glyn, what is it? Oh, it's no- nothing better. You can go bo- both ways on this one. You can go for the album or the Panini stickers. They've both got their smell. Uh, Fantastic. So this is going to a a news agent's, getting the stuff that you need to get, and then seeing on the side there that they've got a pack of Panini football stickers, buying them and then probably ripping them and having a little look at them on the way out. I can smell them now, mate. I can smell them now. I'm going to need to intervene here for my own well-being, all right? Um, I'm, normally a, I'm normally a sucker for the, the, the summer tournaments and all this kind of thing, but I've become aware that Panini have waded into the Premier League album market at the moment, and there is, there's, there's, there's like an, a Premier League one, isn't there? 45. I said to my wife, I've seen it, I've seen it. And I said to my wife, I've got to get it. I haven't had one, I don't think, since 88. And... I've, I've got, I've got to, I've got to get it. I only seen it last week, and when you put this out, I thought I know, I know exactly what the, the most satisfying thing in the world is. Uh, so you. I'm going to, pick, I'm going to pick myself on up, boys. I am. So I'll I'm a little that. concerned that you're going to go off the edge here a little bit. What, what actually does the smell smell like? If you can com- uh, convey this oh, to anyone wow. who's never smelled a brandly, brandly new opened panini sticker before, what's it like? I don't. That's what. Well. As you rip it, it kind of sticks to the sticker still. Oh. And you, can, oh, you don't, thank you. You don't even have to put it to your nose, but I do. And I'll just put it straight to my face. I can't describe it. I'm really sorry. It's a really unique smell that there's nothing else that will compare to it, boys. Glyn, you are triggering me. And for my own well-being, I need you to get off the radio right now. No, because me and you have to do some swaps. <laughs> Bush, is that me. code? Is that a code? <laughs> he knows exactly what it is. Got, got, need, got, got, need. 8pm this evening, we have a home-time watch-along of Monsters, Inc. Uh, we all press play together. It's on Disney+, Plus. should be able to find it nice and easy if you've got that. But the question is, being that this is a movie uh, about uh, a dream factory and uh, creating dreams and nightmares in there, if you look at your life right now, we're all staying at home, if you were allowed to add one person to your household right now, who would be that dream guest or indeed the nightmare guest that you would add to your household right now. Do you know what, right? I would go for, and this guy is a dream and a nightmare at the same time. He's all in one. What was his name? Was it Mark off the hotel? Do you remember that fellow from Torquay? <laughs> oh, I love that show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> It'd be him because he'd, he'd do your head in. You'd be like, oh, my God, I'm going to kill him. But at the same time, you've got to admire the fact that he's putting on, a, you know, he's doing charades with everyone in the lounge at nine o'clock at night and playing bingo. Do you know what I mean? He was a really, really, really enthusiastic hotelier, wasn't he? But he didn't he didn't he specialise in like organising entertainment at these like seafront hotels? Well, I think we need him more than ever now. Do you know what I mean? You know, imagine you do as part of this this hour's phone in of the show. You get him as part of a, your bubble in your house. Uh, you, yeah, he might get on your nerves sometimes, and you just want a bit of quiet time, and maybe need to go for a walk around the block. But he'd always be organising stuff to keep the kids entertained, so you can get some work done. 
I love it. It's a great suggestion. I was just going to go with Gordon Ramsay just for the energy and food that you're going to get, but nothing, <laughs> nothing's going to beat Mark from the hotel. Uh, Lucy Grace says, dream-wise, it's got to be Maddie from Maddie's Do You Know on CBeebies. It's always on in our <laughs> house. Uh, she says, my four-year-old boy is very enamoured with her, and then, if she's here, maybe I'd be, have a chance to actually clean up and do some work. I've got a feeling there could be quite a few suggestions that are going to come through in the field of children's entertainers. Uh, Nick Knowles. Uh, no, he hasn't got in touch. It's Matt Davis suggesting Nick Knowles, who says he can do all those little jobs around the house. Then once he's finished, I could tell him to naff off like I normally do when his programme comes on. That took a turn hey, there, Matt. That, that did, didn't it? That was going so nice. I, you know, and then suddenly he tells Nick to do one. That's just not fair. They're, they're there for the whole the duration, by the way. This is not uh, a... a uh, a, uh, a bubble celebrity is for life, not just for Christmas. If, I think that's the phrase, if that's going to work. Um, Katie Allen says on uh, Facebook, she'd go for Matt Dyson from the Dave Barry Breakfast Show. She adds the word swoon. He's a bit of a ladies' man, isn't he, uh, Matt Dyson? A bit of a pin-up. Sarah McGeekin has, has gone with Bez, <laughs> saying he's full of joy and happiness and we could all use cheering up. Do you know what? I'd love to see Bez cooking. I'm sure there'd be some kind of grill fire involved with that. Uh, which kind of leads into Mark Goodge's uh, suggestion as Mrs. Doubtfire, who, again, the, the main bit about Mrs. Doubtfire, I remember from the movie, is him accidentally setting his boobs alight when he was trying to make some food. So the pair of them would be a bit of a hazard. <laughs> uh, Kelly Davis has said, to entertain my two-year-old, it's Mr. Tumble. Once again, oh. I think that is a suggestion that is a dream and indeed a nightmare. Being that no one has had the chance to get back in touch uh, with a rap at the end of uh, tonight's podcast, I might improv one. Here goes. Hope you like the Home Time Show. It's really good, don't you know? The podcast every day ends before it drives you round the bends. Do you if I had a glass of whiskey right now, I'd be knocking it back. I'd be absolutely <laughs> knocking that back. You, surely, dear listener, you can do better than that. Get in touch now. Seize the moment.